Hey, Hirschbachers, welcome back to another episode of Getting Schmidt Done. Thanks for joining me this week. Uh, we are lucky to be joined by our owner, Brad Pinchuk. Hey, everyone. How you doing? Thanks. How's it going, Brad? Good. Thanks for having me, Chris. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for joining. This this used to be this was it was started off as the in the box with Brad, and I kind of took it over. He took it you, over. So. Yeah. 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 I remember those days, and uh, um, it's good to be back here for, for sure. sure, and look forward to uh, to many more of these. Yeah, Absolutely. for sure. Yeah. yeah, we had to change the name a little bit, but mm-hmm. uh, um, yeah, we we, appre- we I wouldn't be doing it if you wouldn't have started it. So I I think it, it's it's kind of cool how that worked out, honestly. Well, I appreciate so. you continuing it on. For so. sure. All right, we'll start with our safety message, and today is just a simple message about distracting driving. It's a simple but a very important one. You know, it's one of the major causes of accidents and collisions. You know, we always talk about our safe six here, and that's part of the right sight in our safe six. You need to make sure you place your attention on the area that is most important for the situation you are in. And whether that's going down the road, changing lanes at intersections or in close quarters, there's a potential distraction in all of those. Uh, We need to be vigilant in avoiding those distractions. Um, it's a it's a huge deal and it's something we can control. So let let's do it. I, I know how tempting it can be. We get bored out there. We hear a buzz. We hear a ding uh, mm-hmm. on a phone or something like that. And uh, it's just critically important that um, you know we resist those temptations because uh, it just takes a split second for something to happen. And there's just too much at stake. Uh, your careers. Uh, your safety, your own personal safety, and certainly the safety of those around you um, are, are just absolutely critical. And, you know, I'd even add, um, <clears throat> you know, to that a little bit, um, even talking on the phone and even doing it the right way with having a headset and being hands-free, mm-hmm. that in itself is a distraction. Um, and, and so, you know, I, I know it's um, not realistic, Um to expect that everyone would never be on the phone uh, with as much time as you're spending behind the wheel. But I would uh, ask you to be very cognizant of that and just make sure that, you know, uh, you you minimize that as much as you can because, um, you know, we've all had those situations where we've been on the phone and we're on the phone for an hour and it's like, we don't remember anything relating to just driving down the road for the last 60 miles or something like that. Well, that's because uh, it's something called uh, cognitive disassociation, I believe is, is the term. And the brain just gets very confused when it's trying to talk to someone and the person isn't physically there. So uh, keep that in mind. Yeah, great, great message. And just to add to that just a little bit, you know, we, I think when you hear distracted driving, your mind goes to your cell phone as the first yeah. thing, right? Yeah. I would just challenge you guys, it, even something as simple as eating a snack on the road, mm-hmm. you know, that, or taking a drink. We've had some of our, some of our worst accidents over the past couple of years, uh, where people have gotten hurt the most are from something simple like that. So, yeah. you know, it's not realistic to say never to eat or drink while you're driving, right? But be very careful and try to pick and choose when you do those uh, in as safe as manner as possible, for sure. Yeah, and, and, you know, well, both of us are CDL holders. Correct. Congratulations on your CDL. Correct. We'll have to get you out on the road a little yep. bit. But one of these on, on the road, for sure. But to your point, you know, the time to do that um, is, is being very deliberate and calculated when you do it. Mm-hmm. And 
if you're moving, it's, it's really in an environment where there's not traffic around you. Um, you know, that's really the time to do it. And uh, to do it, like I said, in a very deliberate way where um, you, you know there aren't others around you and you do it quickly and uh, while you're still keeping your, your eyes on the road. For sure, absolutely. Um, last week we had 25 preventables, uh, which is down from 38 the week before. So a pretty solid week last week, and uh, we're only at 12 so far this week. So uh, uh, we're on a very good trend for safety to probably for the month of April, and we've had a pretty good start to the year too, I would say. Absolutely. Yeah, we've really had, um, uh, you're right, Chris, we have uh, had a substantial improvement in, in the number of accidents this year versus last year. And so, you know, I really want to thank everyone mm -hmm. for being diligent and, and um focusing on this critical area. I mean, it's important that you get home safely to your families and, and that, um, um, you know, we're not having accidents out there. And we're definitely seeing some some really great improvement out there. So, so good job, everyone. Um, we're not perfect, uh, obviously. Uh, we're striving for perfection. We're seeing some great improvements. And there's more improvement to be done. Sure. And the accidents are kind of the lag measure, what, you know, what happens. Some of the leading things we keep an eye on that I think I would challenge all our drivers out there is our speeding events. Um, that is probably, you know, with, whether it's CSA scores or just, just, you know, just driving unsafe when, when you're speeding out there, that is probably the number one area I would say uh, we need to get better at and improve. And the, the, the better our speeding events are, I think that that will just drive down our, our accidents and preventable accidents. Uh, that's just a, it's just a byproduct mm -hmm. of, of driving those numbers down. So uh, we'll, let's, let's continue to push the, the speeding events down and, and not speed out there. Yeah, follow the safe six. You follow the safe six um, yeah. and, you know, you're, you're going to be in good shape. Um, I know, you know, the, the times that I've been out there driving, I kind of, I keep in my mind, keep asking myself, do I have the right site? Do I have the right space? I kind of go through the safe six in my mind as I'm, as a, as I'm driving to, to make sure that, um, and, and it sort of keeps my brain occupied. Okay. Mm -hmm. Do I have the right spacing? Okay. Is my site in the right area? Yeah. And we don't need to keep talking about it, but yeah. while you're out there, you de you demonstrate it very effectively as well. I mean, there's a car spun out in front of you, right? And uh, you handled it correctly. Well, yeah, um, I had the right speed, I had the right sight, I had the right spacing. Yeah. Um, and, you know, as you're moving down the road of the safe six, those are the three that you really need to be constantly yeah. focused on. And um, yeah, it was a scary situation. It was raining and someone hydroplaned in front of me and spun out. And thankfully, I, I, I was in a position to be able to slow down and, and actually stop the, stop the vehicle. Yeah, lots of crazy things happen out sure. there and you always got to be on your toes. I don't need to, to tell all of uh, our drivers that out there. You're seeing that every day. Um, <clears throat> next up is anniversaries. Uh, got a big list today, so that's great. Uh, celebrating one year for us. Dewey Skinner, Ryan Carr, Jimmy Rivers, Ivan Dobson, Matthew Kramer, Justin Mitchell, Daniel Chance, and Justice Micaiah. Uh, congratulations on one year here. Celebrating four years, or I'm sorry, celebrating two years, Arnie Tyson Jr., Kenyatta Ferguson, Joshua Mulford, and Mark Oberholzer. Congratulations. Celebrating five, Curtis Clark and Wesley Watson. Seven years at Hirschbach, Peter Bakari. Congratulations. Uh, celebrating eight years, Tony Hutchins. Uh, celebrating nine, 
Renwell Saniga, congratulations. Celebrating 11 years, Clarence Kelly. And our, our number one this week is uh, 12 years at Hirschbach, Linda Fall. Congratulations, Linda. Hey, congratulations to all of you, and thank you for your uh, dedicated service to Hirschbach. Uh, we look forward to uh, many more years uh, working together. Thank you. Yeah, we appreciate all you do out there, guys. Uh, I, I have fun signing the cards, and uh, we appreciate all you do, and uh, we just say thank you. I know you guys don't hear that enough out there. It's kind of a thankless job, so thank you. All right, so we've got two main parts of the podcast left. We've got Brad's going to be in the lukewarm seat for a little bit. It's not the hot seat on my show. It's the lukewarm seat, okay. Brad. And then uh, we're going to talk a little bit about autonomous trucking and some some uh, some stuff that we're working on here at Hirschbach with that. So uh, we'll kick it off with the with the lukewarm seat. And uh, i got a few basic questions I give you. So how long have you been at Hirschbach, Brad? Since 1999. Oh, whatever that is, 20, uh, 24? 24 years. Uh, yeah, I think I'll have my, yeah. It's been a long time. Uh, been, a, been a great, uh, great journey um, here. Uh, um, you know, my story is, uh, if you don't know, you know, after, after I was in college and I was, uh, I was in the Army during the first uh, Gulf War, and when I got out of the Army, I somehow ended up in refrigerated trucking, and so... Um, I got, a, that was in 1994, so I'm, I'm coming, this I think is my 30th year in refrigerated trucking. So I learned the business with one other company, um, uh, mostly in the operations area, uh, dispatching drivers, booking loads with customers, planning, operations, working with customers, those sorts of things, and did that for about uh, five or six years and, and then started working, um, you know, with this company. Um, 24 years ago, yeah, it's been been quite a quite a journey. Yeah. Well, we're happy you did. I, I'll just say that. You know, <laughs> we, I've got, I'm on 11 years here, yeah. so I'm trying to catch you. But uh, mm -hmm. it's kind of cool to see what the growth has done, and we, you know, we grew so much and hired so many people. Um, it, it's it's been a fun ride for sure. Yeah, particularly you know the last 10 years have, have yeah. really been uh, really been something. Um, you know, when we you look back 10 years ago, we had uh, about 400, 450 drivers. And mm -hmm. to see what's happened over the last 10 years uh, with, uh, you know, with uh, this incredible group of people uh, that's been, you know, driving the trucks and maintaining the trucks and working in our offices together, we've, we've really accomplished some pretty amazing, um, some amazing things together over the last 10 years. So... It's going to be uh, interesting to think, you know, I'm, I just turned 55 here uh, about a month ago. Uh, can't believe I'm saying that, but mm -hmm. uh, um, <clears throat> but as we look forward, it'll be interesting to see what happens over the next 10 years. Absolutely. All right, so <clears throat> that's how long you've been here. Uh, mm -hmm. Why do you, obviously you've been here for 24 years, so you, you kind of like it. Why do you like trucking? You know, a lot of people have a similar type of answer, which is, you know, where it's very challenging, every day is different from the others, and, and so forth. And, you know, I'm probably in that vein a little bit. I mean, uh, I like solving problems, I like challenges, and so forth. And certainly, um, you know, this this has those challenges personally. Um, mm -hmm. I really, you know, I, I, you know I, I, I love what we do in, in the sense that uh, it has very, it has a lot of purpose and a lot of meaning. We're, you know, we're feeding this great country, um, and that's very purposeful, meaningful work. And you know, I take a lot of pride in that. And so, um, it's I, I think what we do is, is is really something that has a, a great purpose. 
Agree. Uh, what do you like to do outside of work? Oh, you know, um, you know, family time, reading, working out. Um, I'm trying to learn how to like to play golf, but that's uh, <laughs> not quite uh, happening. That's maybe being forced a little bit. So, yeah, I'm trying to do the same thing with golf. It's not not going very well for no. me either. What do you think? What's your greatest accomplishment? My Jelaine, a lot of you know my wife Jelaine, and you know we've been married for 31 years, and you know certainly um, you know our strong relationship and and the family that we've created would would have to be at the top of the list. Um, and that family extends, you know, in, in my mind and in, in Jelaine's mind, you know, that family extends beyond our three kids. You know, it it, it extends to. Uh, you know, to the uh, here to the to uh, to Hirschbach and you know Hirschbach and, and and now JCT are you know it's such an important uh, integral part of our life that you know I mean the the family extends to 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 this whole organization and um, you know it's 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 so interwoven um, you know that that family to us means more than just our. Our blood relatives, it, it, it extends to, to everyone here as well. All right. So, Friday, this is I, my, the feedback I get on my questions mm -hmm. are this is one of their, I, I get told this is one of the people that they like, you know. So, Friday night, date night, you like, do you guys like to, you and Jelaine like to go out to eat or do you want, would you prefer to stay home and cook yourself? Oh, definitely going out. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> definitely going out and, and uh, probably know where that's going to be too, right? Yeah, usually brazen if we're in town, you know. And uh, sometimes, oftentimes on Friday, I'm a little worn out and, and don't necessarily want to go out after traveling all week or what, whatever and so forth. But uh, if we do go out on Friday, um, it, or if we do, um, when we have dinner on Friday, it's, it's definitely going out for sure. I think Jelaine has, oh, you know, Jelaine's a wonderful cook and but over the years, as our kids have gotten older and so forth, and uh, you know, she she definitely uh, in, enjoys other people cooking mm -hmm. uh, more so than yeah. than doing the work herself. Yeah, you do. I will say, I mean, you you make some decent wings, and your jalapeno poppers are pretty good too. Thanks. So it's been a while. Since it I've has been a while. Yeah, even my own cooking uh, doesn't <laughs> happen too often these days either. Um, yeah, let's jump right into autonomous trucks. You bet. Uh, a lot of things going on. Uh, certainly. Uh, you bet. Let's let's get right into it. All right. So I mean, I and we wanted to uh, jump uh, ahead of this a little bit with you guys and talk through, you know, what what's happening. It's it's going to be happening next week. Um, we want to talk through it and talk through the company that we're working with and mm -hmm. just t talk about some of the impacts to you and what we think the future of it would look like. So, Brad, if you want to kick it off, you just want to explain Aurora and you know who they are, what they do. You bet. Yeah. Um, you know, there's several different autonomous companies out there, autonomous truck companies. A lot of them have already gone out of business, frankly. Mm -hmm. um, but, um, you know, we've elected to uh, partner and do a pilot program, if you will, with uh, a company called Aurora. And uh, it was founded, uh, actually, I met the founders yesterday. Couple of really smart guys. Um, one guy led uh, led the uh, Google Car Initiative for for seven years, and the other guy uh, worked for uh, Elon Musk at at, at Tesla. Uh, Elon hired him to for the autopilot at Tesla and put him in charge of the uh, Model X, actually. Um, 
many years ago. But these two guys uh, formed Aurora in 2016, I think. In December of 2016, they formed the company. And um, Richard Stocking um, actually um, um, is on their board and went through an extensive process himself of evaluating the different uh, autonomous uh, companies and, and felt Aurora was going to be the one that was going to be uh, um, was was going to be successful. Um, and certainly, having spent some time with them, it's it's very impressive. They have some unique technology um, that, uh, and I've driven in one of their trucks, um, autonomous trucks, um, with you know with a driver behind the wheel, just in case the technology something were to happen. But um, nothing did happen. The technology worked. Um, you know, we went down the, we went uh, out of a yard, we went down a frontage road over an overpass, onto a highway, down the highway for about 15 miles, and then off, got off the highway and went back on. And, you know, it's, an, it's very impressive technology. I guess the first thing I would say, though, I mean, putting myself into, you know, our driver's shoes is, you know, you know why are we, you know your questions? I'm sure why why would we be doing this? So why would we be uh, looking at autonomous trucks? Um, you know you're concerned about it eliminating drivers' jobs and things like that. I can assure you, um, you know, um, the way this is going to work, um, and it's going to be a long, long process. It's just going to start with, frankly, it's going to start in some very limited areas in the country, like their lane is between Dallas and Houston, for example. Mm -hmm. And what we're going to do is we're going to provide uh, one shipment um, that uh, goes between Dallas and Houston just to do on one load as a pilot. Yep. That's really all we're, and it's going to be happening next week. And and that's that's all we're going to be doing at this point. And, and so we're just evaluating, um, you know, we don't want to be, like, um, you know, we, we want to know what's happening out there. Um, you know, we're not the ones obviously instigating this and have the technology and driving this, but um, you read about it and it's happening and we want to, we want to know about it. We want to understand what's happening out there. And, and the way this thing's going to unfold um, over time is it'll be on limited lanes you know, I don't think we're looking at a truck moving down the road without drivers in it. Um, even on a limited basis, that's not going to happen for a while. Yeah. Um, you know, they're hoping, uh, this company is hoping that maybe in 2025 on some limited lanes, this might actually be happening without drivers between Dallas and Houston. Whether that happens or not, who knows, but it's still a ways down the road. And again, it's limited. And, you know, going full autonomous when you're talking about trucks driving around with no drivers, picking up at shippers and going all the way to destination, you know, I, I think you're well, I think you're, you're, you're probably, in my opinion, you, you're, you might be decades away from oh, yeah. that. I would agree with that. Um, and, and maybe longer. Um, this is going to be very complex and it's going to be a hybrid approach and it's probably going to, you know, when it starts to gain traction, you know, the simplest place places to do autonomous trucks are going to be on highways. Yep. And so, you know, I think of it like almost like, uh, 
you look at the intermodal industry and you've got containers that go on trains, but those containers get to the trains by drivers that are taking those containers there. And then they're put on a train and they're taken off of a train and then they're put onto a chassis for a driver to then take to the receiver. And so I think autonomous trucks, frankly, um, are going to be like that initially over time, over the next, who knows, 10 plus years or so. I think you will see parts of the country maybe where the highway miles are being done autonomous mm -hmm. and drivers are taking those loads to the yards and from the yards. You know, what that does is it just creates more local and regional driving opportunities for drivers, which uh, I think are, are great in that uh, there's still going to be a huge need for drivers, who knows, just as many drivers, maybe more, that are needed to do this local work. And if we can create more opportunities for our drivers to make a, a great living and get home more often, I think that's a good thing for for. Uh, for our company and for our drivers. Yeah, 100% for our industry too, you yeah. know, and driving a truck on the road is, is one of the hardest things. You know, what struck with me, I mean, Brad, you, you used to, I mean, you had your pilot's license, you used to fly a plane, right? And you said that yeah. driving a truck down the road was harder than flying a plane. That kind of resonated with me how hard it is to actually do that. And then I got my CDL and reaffirmed that uh, that for me. But as hard of a job as that is, like to me, I see this as kind of an, an assist or a tool to make some of that, uh, make that job a little easier where maybe a driver could focus more on that regional type stuff uh, and just make 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 your guys' jobs easier out there and, and get home more. So to me, it, it's it's a it's a win-win absolutely. And and as you said, you know, we're we're so far away from it, but it's better for us to be a part of it and understand what's going on so that we can be on the forefront of it and communicate like this to, to our drivers and, and, and help you guys get get what you want, uh, which for the most part is get home more, you know, home more, you know, better pay, mile, all that stuff is, is accomplished by this. Yeah, it is. And, you know, and, and being able to be educated and understand what's happening out there helps us um, uh, run our business. Mm -hmm. And it helps us also educate our customers, uh, which is really important. And our customers rely on us for helping them understand what's happening in the, in the industry. And that makes us more valuable to our customers. Um, and it creates opportunities for us to be able to do more business with our customers and in turn, our drivers um, be able to, uh, to more, more opportunities for, for everyone, for our drivers and for everyone in the organization by having more business with our customers. Absolutely. And just to, I mean, just to, just to recap, the, what we're doing next week is it's, 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 it's Tuesday next week. You know, we're going to have a load that the, we get to their drop yard, that Aurora's truck will take it from their drop yard in Dallas down to their drop yard in Houston, and we're going to have a driver deliver it. So it's, it's just that one leg. Um, a one-time pilot that we're just testing out and it's not it's not a load that's coming out of the Hirschbach or JCT network it's something outside of that so that's to me really really very little impact to the driver uh, and and you know it's it, it's it's something as we talked about the the positives definitely outweigh the negatives with us absolutely yeah we're just dipping our toe in the water here and and being proactive and communicating with you um, and, on what's happening and 
again, don't uh, this this is uh, autonomous trucks are not going to be eliminating uh, the need for incredible you know the incredible hard work that our professional drivers do out there. Um, you know, I'd be surprised. You know, 55 years old today, and who knows? I'd be surprised uh, if, if um, in my lifetime, if 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 the need for professional drivers is eliminated, um, and uh, and and even you know, fast forward many decades, and say autonomous trucks are successful out there. You know, there there are other there are other jobs that that industry will create. Um, these things have to be monitored remotely and so forth. And so I could see, you know, if it's successful in the future, I could see a lot of drivers transitioning into roles that, um, you know, are dealing with these trucks and monitoring you know, their performance remotely. There's still going to be yards out there, yard activity um, with uh, trucks going, coming to and leaving yards that, Drivers and are going to be needed in order to, you know, manage that activity and so forth. So there'll be plenty of opportunities for sure. Absolutely. Any, I mean, even if the technology is there, there's a lot of work to do on the infrastructure to make all that happen. Oh, you know, yeah. To be at a large scale, I mean, it's it's a crazy amount of infrastructure needs to happen, as well as the public perception as well. I mean, that's yeah. going to be pretty powerful. So. Um, yeah. Yeah. Regulation yeah. and acceptance. Who knows how this yeah. thing's all going to transpire? But. For sure. Again, bottom line is uh, nothing to worry about here. We've got uh, uh, we've got a huge need for professional drivers, yes. like we've got here at Hirschbach, and and we're going to have that need for for decades. So. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. and that, that's why it was important for us to, to do this specifically about the autonomous trucks. We wanted mm -hmm. we want you guys here whispers or rumors or, or something else like that. Yep. We wanted to be address it up front and be open and honest with you guys yep. as as we as we always try to be. Um, uh, anything else about autonomous trucks, Brad? No, no, I think we're good there, Chris. All, All right. right. Well, I'm sure there will be some questions. Uh, make sure you send them in, uh, whether it be on Facebook messages or to my email or call me, whatever it might be, and I'll try. I'll get all those compiled, and I can do do a follow up next week and answer some of those questions for you guys. Okay. Um, and then we'll, this week we'll wrap it up with kind of service and freight. Uh, we, I am, uh, you know, one week doesn't make a trend, Brad, mm -hmm. as we. Talk yeah. about a lot, yeah. but uh, the freight this week is very—it's a lot better than what we've experienced probably in the last four to five weeks. Uh, it was the best Thursday that we've had that I can remember, and uh, you know we're going into the weekend a lot stronger than what we have yeah. for the entire month of April and most of March as well. So um, let's—we're going to keep an eye on that. We're—we're we're seeing some things turn a little bit of a corner uh, with the, on the freight side, and uh, we're, we're planning on that continuing here. Yeah, and. Yeah, we're working hard to, to make that happen. And, you know, just so you're all aware, I mean, <clears throat> obviously the uh, the freight in general out there is much slower than, than what it's been um, over the last couple years and so forth. And, you know, the, the economy is going to ebb and flow and have its mm -hmm. uh, cycles. And we're certainly going through a, a, a cycle uh, now. Um, like it or not, they're going to happen. And um, if you look at what's what's happening out there in the broader um, economy and so forth, from a macro perspective, you know we went through the pandemic and um, there were people were cooped up and not traveling and buying lots of stuff. Mm -hmm. And 
you know, now we're thankfully we're through the pandemic and uh, people aren't buying as much stuff. Uh, people are traveling more or they're having, they're spending their money more on experiences and things along those lines. So that's one shift that's happening with the consumer. And, you know, things will get more into balance. And then on top of that, we've got, you know, this inflation that's been going on um, yeah. in the economy and the inflation has driven up the price prices of, of everything. And, um, you know, as a result of the inflation, you know, you're seeing some change in consumer behavior where they're, where they're buying less, yeah. less, uh, less things. And, and even in the food space, that's, that's happening, um, where we've got uh, customers that volumes and in some cases, customers' volumes are down in some cases, you know, 20% year over year, mm -hmm. 15, 20%. Um, I'm, you know, I, I'm proud. I mean, we've we've adjusted um, some things in order to make sure that our drivers are not being hurt as a result of, you know, the the downturn in the economy. And, mm -hmm. you know, I could I could I could say here proudly that you know a year ago when things were booming compared to the miles that our drivers are running today that we're actually running more miles this year in a down economy than we were last year in, in an up economy. Absolutely. How are we doing that? Well, um, we've slowed down hiring um, and we're, we're making sure that all of our fleets, you know, the dedicated fleets, the over the road fleets, um, spotting, what have you, we're making sure that we've, we've, we've got enough freight in order for it to work for, for everyone and that uh, we're not starving our drivers here. And so we certainly want to run more miles than what we're running today, but we are running more miles than we were when things were booming a year ago. And so um, we've, we've, we've really been working hard to make sure that happens. In some cases, we're moving some freight that's uh, from a rate perspective that I don't really like all that much that the cut, you know, that it's what I would call substandard freight. Um, we're hauling some more broker freight than what I'd like to haul and so forth. But uh, we're doing what we need to do in order to make sure our drivers are, are, are not being injured and that they're getting enough uh, enough miles and in, in turn enough in turn enough pay. And we're at the same time we're working hard from a sales perspective to bring on more freight from existing and new customers to be able to uh, replace uh, that broker freight and um, and then continue to uh, get more miles on our drivers. And so um, I know we've got a goal and we're working hard to, um, to see that our drivers are averaging, um, oh, about 400, <clears throat> 400 miles, a little over 400 miles per day they're available. So, uh, think of that in, in terms of, I, I think that, you know, if you're available for seven days, our goal is to see that you're getting around 2,800, 2,800, 2,900 miles uh, when you're out there. And you're probably, what, about 150 miles short of that right now? It's a little frustrating from my perspective to not hit some of the goals that we're trying to hit, but it also, you have to take a step back. And even with some of the headwinds that we're facing, a lot of our metrics are going in the right direction. So that's that's definitely encouraging. To, to see. I yeah, I mean, we're seeing driver retention improve, um, utilization going up. Um, those are some of the big ones. The safety, safety numbers that we talked about, safety getting better. So things are, um, 
moving in, in, in the right direction. And, and what I'm really excited about is we've got some really great plans being implemented that are driving the numbers and we're not fully implemented in those plans. So I've got a really high degree of confidence that we're going to see further improvements happening in all these areas as well. Agree. Yeah, and one thing we didn't, the, I'll, I'll wrap up with is service, right? You know, mm -hmm. I've been preaching to my team and I've, you know, I've said it in the podcast the last few times too is, you know, in times like this, we have to make sure we focus on what we can control, right? We can't always control everything that we want to make happen, but what we can is what we can control is servicing the business that we do have. And, uh, you know, if we compare our service this year or, you know, currently to what we were running last year, service it's is up. significantly better. Yeah. Uh, we came in at 97.3% on over the road last week, mm -hmm. which is the, I think that's the best number I've seen all, uh, uh, since I've been looking at it. So that's fantastic. And we're at 97% so far this week. So we're driving, we're driving some really good trends yeah. for some of the stuff. And, the best way for us to get freight is for us to service the business that we do have. So when, when we talk about focusing on what we can control, we can't always control, you know, what, what happens out there on the road. We can't control how many loads a week the drive, the customer give us, you know, how we can't control how much consumer spends, which impacts the volume that the customer have. But we can, if you've got a load on your back, you know, behind you, getting that communicate proactively communicating and safely driving that down the road and getting that where it needs to be. Um, that's what we can do to, to, to drive more freight and to get to make you be successful and make us be successful for sure. You know, you've got my hundred percent commitment that, you know, it's gotta, you know, we're, we're going to make the necessary changes to not, mm -hmm. you know, to have this be a, a successful company and a successful um, relationship with, with all those, those that are involved with us, uh, successful for our, from, from our customers' standpoint, successful from you know all of our drivers' standpoint, our mechanics, those in our offices, everyone that's associated with us, um, you know we have this 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 win-win mentality. Mm -hmm. You know our values are all in the win squared. Squared meaning win-win, meaning that we we're committed to these win-win relationships that. And win-win and relationships are built on trust, and they're relationships that are not transactional. They're relationships that that span, you know, time, not just days, months, years, decades. And so, you know, the philosophy with as we enter into a relationship, you know, I've been I said I've been married for 31 years, and I look at every one of these relationships. Um, you know, that we have with our customers, with our team members as their own marriages, so to speak, and that, you know, um, we're entering into those, making a commitment to each other. We're entering into those with a responsibility to making sure that it's a win-win relationship that's a very healthy relationship. Absolutely. So I'm wearing red here today as well, and, and uh, I just wanted to, I, I think this is being broadcast here at the end of April, and some of you are maybe are listening to this in May or end of April, but, um, you know, um, on Fridays here in, in May, it's Red Day, um, and we'll be wearing red whether you want to get one of these cool t-shirts uh, online or in Denton or Dubuque, or whether you want to wear red. Again, red stands for remembering everyone deployed, and so May is Military Appreciation Month, and just wanted to put a plug in here for uh, uh, for red. 
Yeah, I clearly did not get the memo, Tom. Got, maybe, maybe, Tom, can you, you change my shirt to red for me? There's a little red in your Hirschbach <laughs> yeah, logo there. over there. So it's okay. It's not May yet, Chris. Okay. I'm just I'm All just right. advertising and promoting uh, right. what's coming up. I'll have so. to make sure I wear wear them on. I'm using the podcast around Friday, so I'll have to make sure I have some red shirts to wear. There you sure. go. Um, okay. Anything else today? No, thanks, Chris. I appreciate you. Uh, conducting these podcasts and and uh this has been great you know communicating and i look forward to to joining more of these podcasts um in the future and uh thank you for your leadership uh you know chris has uh had had a few different roles here at at the organization and you know as we talk about specifically the um the over the road fleet at hirschbach uh hirschbach uh at hirschbach chris has really rolled up his sleeves and is working you know, really, really close, and we talk about many of the improvements and uh, that are happening that we see in terms of service and the in, in the fleet and improvements in retention and utilization and so forth. Um, you know, those those uh, those those improvements and have have happened here over the last uh, several months as as you've gotten uh, into your new role, and so thank you uh, for. Uh, jumping in and rolling up your sleeves. We're seeing some great improvements there and look forward to uh, uh, to more of them here, which I'm very confident will be coming, so good job. I appreciate that. I've got a great team. They're, mm-hmm. they're the ones that do, do mm-hmm. the hard work there. So mm-hmm. appreciate that. Appreciate everyone out there. Appreciate everyone listening. And uh, if you guys have any questions you guys want us to cover or, uh, or any topics you want me to cover or any questions you want me to ask, ask, answer, send them in, and otherwise we'll see you next week. All right. Take care and be safe. Thanks, everyone. See you guys.